You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 at The Home Depot. How doers get more done. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Hi, guys, and welcome to this week's episode of the Let's Be Real podcast. As always, my name is Sammy J, and I hope your day is going well, and I hope this podcast makes your day even better. This week's episode is with Emily Calandrelli. Now, if you don't know who she is, boy, are you about to. She's an Emmy-nominated science host. She's a Netflix show called Emily's Wonder Lab. She's worked with Bill Nye the Science Guy. She's a former MIT grad. She's an author. She does everything. We talk about a lot in this episode, and I hope you guys enjoy it. Before this episode starts, as always, don't forget to subscribe, leave a comment, and if you haven't, share this episode with someone you love. First of all, Emily, I am so excited you are on my show. This is so exciting. <laughs> I'm so excited. This is like iHeartRadio. Are you kidding me? This is awesome. It doesn't feel real still, and we're already in the second season. Oh, my gosh. There's a lot to talk about. For those who don't know, you are a Emmy-nominated host, a science host, I'm going to say, MIT grad, and you have a new Netflix show called Emily's Wonder Lab, which is so exciting. And how awesome is it that you, like, you're on Netflix? Uh, like Literally dream come true. Hands down. I'm a senior in high school, and I've been really into science, particularly this year for the first time. 
Um, and I know you talk a lot about STEM literacy. So for those who don't know what it is, can you explain it? And then can you tell me how I can become more uh, STEM literate on a day-to-day basis? Yeah, I mean, when I say STEM literacy, I really just mean people being more comfortable learning about science. Because science is so, it seems so intimidating. Like I know when I was in high school, I thought science was like just for the quote unquote smart people. And I did not consider myself one of the smart people. And so I was like, oh, science is way too intimidating for me. Um, But I have since learned that science is fascinating and fun to learn about, and it's absolutely everywhere. And so for me, I just want to make science more accessible for everyone. You don't have to be majoring in science to enjoy science. You don't have to have like a PhD to learn this stuff. I just want to try to make it more fun and accessible for everyone. And that's something we have in common, actually. I'm really passionate about the education system. And I think there are so many flaws with it, especially the way we approach STEM. So what is one of the things that you think that should change across all schools that would make STEM more uh, interesting and an approach where people would be excited to learn about it? It's like, oh, science class. Yes, I think that we should be using more than just textbooks. Like most of my schooling was all just like memorize everything in this textbook and that's what science is. I hate textbooks. So much. Like we all learn so differently. And for me, textbooks were just not the way that I enjoyed learning. I liked learning from videos or from experiments, things that I could get my hands dirty with. That type of stuff is way more interactive and fun. I think teachers should be using more YouTube videos in their classrooms. These people on YouTube who are just so creative and smart and funny and goofy, and they incorporate science in really unique ways that I've never seen before. We just need to be allowing students who learn differently to be able to discover all of these different ways that science can be taught. And science is really all around us. I actually took physics this summer. So fascinating. I was, I love to paint, so I was going to pick out paints for me and my brother. And then I thought, wait, I could save money by just using the primary colors because that's how light reflects. And I had a whole lesson on it and it just worked out perfect. That's genius. I mean, that's just like understanding how the things that we experience every day, how they work. Like the fact that white light contains all of the colors. That, when I first learned that, that blew my mind. That is such a you cool You think it would color black. Yes, you would think that all of the light colors mixed together would look like black light, but that's just, that it creates white. That's so cool. I know. And I also, I saw your DIY video on how to make ice cream. And I remember doing it at camp when I was like eight years old. And it just, it did not turn out right. I think we missed the salt, which was actually the main component to yeah. it. But now I really want to try it again. Oh, it's so easy. That's one of my favorite ones to do. Because it. I think it's so fascinating that when you add salt to ice, that you can actually lower the temperature of ice. Like you can get it down to seven degrees Fahrenheit, just something really, really, really cold. And that's the way that you can make ice cream in five minutes. You just super cool it. We learn something new every day. That's what's so fascinating about it. So what is your favorite DIY project? Not just you've done, but seen done that you're like, oh my God, it was just like a blow your mind type moment. Oh yeah. I mean, one that I like doing all the time is the egg in a bottle experiment where you get a bottle. It's like a milk jug and then you light a piece of newspaper on fire. (laughs) And so it involves fire, which is always fun and kind of scary. And you throw that uh, flaming newspaper in the bottle and then you put a boiled egg on top 
of the glass bottle. And when that happens, basically you're forcing a lot of the air out of the bottle. And then once the fire goes out, that air that's left inside condenses and you're creating kind of like a vacuum. And that egg gets pushed in by the atmospheric pressure. And so it's just a way to suck an egg into a bottle and it looks like magic, but it's science. It's so cool. That's crazy. And I think science is so important, especially STEM. And unfortunately, STEM is just such, especially women in STEM, it's so underrepresented. And my cousin actually works at SpaceX. Um, And he is one of the engineers for the rocket ships. And he has always told me the importance of having women in STEM. And so I actually asked him to ask a question for something because I thought it might put a fun spin on it. And he said, let me find it here. For men who are unaware of the challenges faced by women in STEM and in the workplace in general, what are some of the best ways they can raise awareness for and champion gender equality in an appropriate professional way? Yes. Oh, my gosh. That's such a cool question. And also the fact that he works at SpaceX, that's like the coolest company ever. So he's the coolest. I should I should connect you guys. He's that's pretty amazing. Um, I mean, honestly, I think one of the things that I see the most that uh, maybe men in the world of engineering or STEM Um, fail to do is when you do these projects when you're in college, oftentimes one part of the project is you have to go and do outreach in the community and you have to try to inspire the next generation of scientists and engineers. And what I often see is those people going to the places that they experienced when they were a kid, like Boy Scouts, which is great. We should absolutely be going to the Boy Scouts to encourage them to become scientists and engineers. But if you're only going to the Boy Scouts and you're not going to the Girl Scouts, who do you think the next generation of scientists and engineers are going to be, right? Exactly. So I think that if we can just be a bit more thoughtful in who we recruit and also trying to find more representation in these fields, like obviously a girl going to talk to the Girl Scouts is probably going to be more powerful. That doesn't mean guys shouldn't do that. They should absolutely do that. But um, trying to find representation in these fields is really important because there's just something about seeing someone that looks like you talking about science and technology that makes that that whole field feel so much more relatable. Exactly. And this is a loaded question, but what is your favorite thing about science? I mean, I think my favorite thing about science is like it allows you to peek behind the curtain of nature. Science is the language of nature and just being able to understand how certain things work is fun. Like a while back, there were there were some um, a few viral things. Like the is this dress? Uh, what was it like? Uh, blue or gold? Blue or gold? Or I saw blue and black. Yes. Well, what did you see? I I would see it one way, and then I would like go like do something and come back to my computer, and then I would see it being blue and black. Like I would. Why is that? So it's the way that our brain processes images and the color in those images. It's something called color constancy. And so what our brain is trying to do when we see that picture is we're trying to figure out what the lighting scenario is. And so basically it's just what our brain is doing backflips, trying to figure out what type of picture we're looking at. You've also done some other work with Netflix. You have worked with the iconic Bill Nye, the science guy. (laughs) I feel like it would be so awful if I didn't mention, if we didn't talk about it. What was that experience like with working with such an icon and what was your favorite favorite experiment you did with that show as a correspondent? Oh my gosh. So Bill is someone that obviously like many other people I grew up with in my classroom, my teacher would roll in a TV and we would play these like 
videos of Bill Nye, the science guy in all of my classrooms. So this was someone I knew about my entire life. And then here I am a full grown adult. And now Bill Nye gets to be my boss. Like I, that's the coolest thing ever. That was such a dream come true for me. Um, and he was exactly as I imagined, like perfectly nerdy and entertaining and just like very, very smart and passionate about science. We would be in um, writing rooms for the Netflix show and they'd be brainstorming what they wanted to include in an episode. And then Bill would have like an experiment in his pocket and he would be like, oh, I have something related to what we're talking about. Check out this experiment. And he would just do an experiment for everybody in the room. And then our executive producer would have to be like, all right, Bill, we're, we have to move on. Like, we can't keep doing science. Oh, and it was like- If only the cameras were rolling know. for that. That would have been good behind the scenes. It really would. And it was just like exactly what you would expect. Um, and I think my favorite experience with that is that because it was an international show, because of course it's on Netflix, I got to travel to some very cool places. So I did a lot of my correspondent gigs in India. And so I flew to India to talk about how they solved um, the polio crisis with vaccines and how a, a company there where most people were like the age of 25, 26, 27, were working to become the first private company to land on the moon. Um, and just being able to go to India and see all of that science there was really, really cool. That's crazy. And I think also science is so important now more than ever. And with what's going on in the world, it like very much determines what's going to happen in our future. I saw you do a TED Talk um, when you talked a lot about climate change and you talked about the importance of listening with it. So for someone who not necessarily doesn't believe it, but is skeptical, what do you think or just wants to talk to someone? What is the right way to approach a conversation in a respectful way instead of just being like, no, you're wrong? Oh, this is such a good question. I love you for asking this because I think this is one of the things that a lot of people who are passionate about trying to solve this problem of climate change get wrong is that we see people who don't agree with the science of climate change and we just automatically say you're dumb or you're stupid or whatever. And that's just not a good way to change somebody's mind. <laughs> um, I personally, I'm from West Virginia. And so being from coal country, there's a lot of people that I love and I respect who don't accept the science of climate change. And so I've had to go through my life talking to people that I love and admire and figure out where that comes from. So I think the first thing to do is to listen. Where is that science denial coming from? Is it because they actually don't agree with the science? It's not usually that. Sometimes it's like in coal country, us fighting climate change means that we uh, we're like passing these environmental policies and they don't see those environmentally friendly policies to be very friendly to them. But like we have to first understand where they're coming from, be empathetic to that and then go from there because we're not going to get anywhere if we're just like calling people ignorant. So for those who don't know, can you explain climate change? Yeah, I mean, climate change is just this greenhouse effect that we see everywhere, not just our planet. Like the idea of the greenhouse effect or climate change is not unique to earth. We are just making it worse with a lot of the greenhouse gases that we are emitting with cars and planes and fossil fuels and all of this stuff that's adding these gases to the atmosphere where the sun brings us energy. We love the sun. The only reason we have life here is because of the sun. And a lot of that energy comes to the earth, warms up the earth, 
and bounces right back out of the earth and goes into space. Some of that energy is kept here. Not all of it bounces out. Some of that energy is kept here by the blanket of our atmosphere, that blanket that's created by greenhouse gases. We're creating a bigger blanket that's holding more of that energy in. It's a very fragile system, right? Because our atmosphere is so thin. You don't realize how thin our atmosphere is until you go into space. I mean, it looks paper thin. If you go into space, if you look at images of our Earth from space, it's just this like light blue line. And from here on Earth, when you look up at the sky, it looks so big, you couldn't imagine that humans would be able to change our atmosphere all that much. But when you see it from space, you're like, oh, our Earth looks very, very fragile. That's crazy. Yeah. So how do we make our environment and the Earth not political? Oh, gosh, I, that's, that is the million-dollar question. It's so crazy that it's become so politicized. It's so politicized, but, like, I think— The challenge is that science will always be a little bit political, right? Because with climate change, if you want to fight it, what you're really doing is you're going against big fossil fuel companies and big fossil fuel companies pay for campaigns uh, for certain types of politicians, right? And so when you go against those fossil fuel companies, what you're really doing is you're going against certain types of uh, politicians. And so one good thing would be to get the money out of politics and maybe not allow big fossil fuel companies to uh, give money to politicians, that would certainly help. Um, But no, I I don't know how you solve that problem. I think that you try to get people to care about science and not the ideology behind it. We have to take a quick break, but when we come back, I want to hear about the craziest experiment you've ever done anywhere in the world. We'll be right back. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. (sighs) Relax and unwind tonight with the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as another busy work week flies by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. 
The Home Depot wants every mom to have their own outdoor oasis this Mother's Day. Whether that be a new space to relax or a beautiful garden upgrade, at The Home Depot, you can give mom a gift that's as unique as she is with a stylish and comfortable place to entertain or relax for the mom who does it all. And with convenient delivery, you won't have to stress over getting it to her either. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers for the mom who's great with gardening? Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to Bring out the most in our patios, walkways, and gardens with the Home Depot's Mother's Day Savings Event happening now. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants indoors and outside. Start your Mother's Day shopping and saving today by checking out the Home Depot's extensive selection online at homedepot.com or directly in-store near you with convenient pickup and delivery options. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. The Home Depot, how doers get more done. And we're back. So you've traveled the world. What's the craziest experiment you've ever done? And you're like, how is this my life? Oh my gosh. So for my, I have another show on Fox on Saturday mornings called Exploration Outer Space. And for that show, I mostly just cover like all things related to space. And last year I got to go to Russia to train like a cosmonaut, which is Russia's version of astronaut. I got to train like a cosmonaut at the, uh, it's like their version of NASA, the Yuri Gagarin Cosmonaut Training Center. Yuri Gagarin is the first human uh, to ever go into space and he was Russian. And so anyways, I go to the Yuri Gagarin Cosmonaut Training Center in Star City, Russia, and I get to ride in something called a human centrifuge which is essentially like an amusement park ride that spins really, 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 really fast so that you get to experience the G-forces of a launch, the gravitational forces of a launch. And so I got in this thing. It spun really, 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 really fast. And I experienced, um, I think I got up to 4G, I think, for like basically it, it felt like four of me. Four times your gravitational wave. That's exactly right. Yeah, it was like four of me sitting on top of my chest is what it felt like. It was crazy. Oh, my It was so much fun. It was so, so much fun. And I was like, this is what it feels like to launch into space. And I am currently feeling this. This is so cool. Because I've always been so curious about that. Would you ever want to go to space? Oh, I would. I think that I would want the ride to space to be super, super safe. I don't know that I'm willing to risk my life to go into space. But, like, I've gone skydiving. Like, if it were as safe as skydiving, I would do it. Okay. I would absolutely do it. skydiving. Compared, is skydiving just like nothing? Like, is that like going on a walk compared to like everything you've done, would you say? Uh, no. Oh, no. Skydiving was terrifying. I thought, I thought skydiving okay, so was so terrifying. Oh, yeah. I, I did not enjoy skydiving. I don't want to go again. <laughs> Where did you skydive? Oh, gosh. I've gotten, um, I went once in Ohio and then I won, I went once like in San Jose. Have you ever done the iFly experience? Yeah, I've done that. Um, was it realistic? Apparently, the iFly, they say when you're doing it, it feels like when you're jumping out of a plane, you're like when you're skydiving. It definitely feels very similar. And I think that's probably why I didn't like it was because you have that all that air rushing in your face. And it for me, it was hard to breathe. Like, I don't yes. I don't enjoy that. And like, what if you get a nosebleed? That was my main concern. It would just go everywhere. What would the gravity, like, how would gravity affect that? I think, yeah, that would be interesting because it's like at one on one hand, the gravity is trying to pull your nosebleed down, but on the other hand, you have this you're, wind coming at your face, throwing it up. I think that I think that's your next experiment. That's my next experiment. What would you do if you had a nosebleed and you were free falling towards the ground? <laughs> I 
Take it. I I would be too scared to do it, but I'm all for I'll you. Copyright. Yeah, I'll copyright. Yeah, I'll uh, all right. I'll tag you. So then the other thing you did that I want to try is the vomit. Comment. Oh my gosh. Best thing of my life. Please explain it to the people who aren't aware. And how do I get on a vomit? Comet? Absolutely. Okay. So the vomit comet is a plane that flies like an 8,000 foot roller coaster in the sky. It just goes up and down and up and down and up and down. And you do that for like an hour and a half. And it does that because if you've ever ridden a roller coaster and when you go over a hump in the roller coaster, or if you're in a car and you go over a bump and your butt lifts off your seat and you get some airtime for like a second, Mm -hmm. it's like that, but for about 25 seconds. So you get airtime for 25 seconds, but to you, you just feel like you're flying. You Like no gravity. You don't feel like you have any gravity acting upon you at all. Like you're just free floating and- Then, of course, you have to, like a roller coaster, it goes down and you have to go back up and you feel like really, really heavy for 25 seconds. So you feel weightless and heavy and weightless and heavy. What do you mean by heavy? Like, what do you mean by Like twice your weight. You feel twice your weight. It's like you get two Gs. So I'm trying to imagine that. It's, But I feel like I have to experience it to really understand. It would be like if you were sitting on top of you. Like if you were laying down on the ground and another version of you laid right on top of you. It just feels like slightly uncomfortable. Not that bad, but just slightly uncomfortable. I know a lot of people have gotten sick doing it. Did you get sick? I did. Yeah. For the my first flight, I helped give the Vomit Comet its name, um, which is not... Was it worth it? Though? Oh my gosh. Yeah, it was so worth it. Because they tell you when you do this, your body's never experienced this. Take it slow. But of course, when I start to feel this, I'm doing backflips. My head is on the ceiling. My feet are like... You have to. It's like so much fun. And so, yeah, I uh, I threw up. And you have to be very careful when you do that. Because when you're weightless and you barf, where does that throw up go? <laughs> it goes... Where does it go? It goes everywhere. So they prevent that. And when you get on the plane you bring the most important tool that you will bring on that plane, and it is a barf bag. The most important thing that you will bring on that plane is a barf bag so that when you throw up, you can put it somewhere. <laughs> and then one of the- So how do I go on this vomit Ooh, comet? So one, the way that I did it, and this is the way that I would recommend, is that if you study science and engineering, you can join a microgravity research team in college And you can design an experiment with your friends and apply to NASA to fly on the Vomit Comet. And if you get accepted, you can fly on it for free, like for free. If you don't want to do that, you can pay to fly on it. And I think right now it's like $6,000 a seat. So, wow. A little little pricey. (laughs) A little pricey. pricey. That's just like, just a little bit. (laughs) Just the amount we all have in our wallet Uh always. Yep. So another, I want to go back to talking about women in STEM because I know that's something you're really passionate about and something I'm really passionate about. And I was wondering, what is the most impactful way to encourage and normalize women in STEM? Because I feel like a lot of the time it's considered like, you're not as strong as a dude, like we're not as smart. So how do you think we can normalize that? Yeah, and I, I think one of the things that at least I personally try to do is I showcase the creative side of science and also like the philanthropic side, the side where you can actually make the world a better place. Studies have shown that for little girls and minorities as well, if you talk about how science can allow you to help the world and make it a better place, that speaks louder to younger girls and minorities. 
And so that's something that I always try to do is be like, hey, I love being creative. I love writing. I love filming. I love doing all of these creative things. Art was one of my favorite classes in high school and everything. And so I showcase the fact that I can combine both of those things and create something really unique in this world of STEM. Um, Also, I think that especially in the world of space, like space exploration and space-based technologies help make the world so much better. Um, By looking at how our planet is changing, we've talked a lot about climate change. The reason why we know our climate is changing is because we have satellites looking back down on our Earth, seeing how it changes every single day. And when we have forest fires or when we have earthquakes or hurricanes, like we can see where all of that movement is going. And so we can bring help to the right people at the right time. Crazy. Science, man. It's an actual thing. That's right. Yep. So for those who say, we actually had a debate on this in history class last year. We were doing um, about, you know, the first man who landed on the moon, whether it was worth it because of the money that it cost. So for people that say, why spend so much money going to space when we have enough problems down here on Earth? What is your response? I would say that all of the money that we're spending up in space is to benefit the people down here on Earth. And usually when people are complaining about that, they're only talking about human space exploration, like bringing a human to the moon. And that portion of NASA's budget is so small compared to all the other stuff they do, which is like figuring out how our planet works, looking at climate change, making airplanes safer and cleaner and less noisy. All of this stuff is just it takes up way more of NASA's budget than the human side of it. But the human side of it, I think, is important, too, because that's what makes us human, is that we want to be the ones to look over that mountain, to cross that sea, to see over that hilltop. We want to be the ones to explore. That is inherently human. Do you think there's going to be a time where we colonize on another planet? I do think that eventually we'll bring permanent settlements to another planet for sure. I I think that's one of the surefire ways to ensure human survival. I mean, the famous thing that people always say is that the dinosaurs didn't have a space program, right? If the dinosaurs... Put that on a shirt. Put that on a shirt. If the dinosaurs were able to bring other dinosaurs and create a permanent settlement on Mars, we would still have dinosaurs today, maybe, probably. Right. At least it would have Crazy. given them a better chance of surviving. And so that's set, it's like a way to copy and paste our humans to another planet and just help ensure our survival. I also want to get more in STEM. How do I go about that? Well, uh, well, for you specifically, I think you should major in a science uh I would personally say you should major in aerospace engineering. I think that would be perfect. That's my recommendation for you. I could always get my cousin's help on that Yes, one. you could. See, you already have an in in the industry. So I think that aerospace engineering is the right path for you. Um, but for anyone, even if you don't want to major in science or engineering, I think just like following people on TikTok who are doing science or following people on YouTube who are doing science. You can be a lifelong learner and just constantly be learning about things, even if your job is totally something different. That doesn't matter. Science is inherently interesting for everyone, and it's out there for you to learn. We have to take one more quick break, but when we come back, I'd love your thoughts on what types of programs we can have in schools to make STEM more accessible, especially to young women and minorities. We'll be right back. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. 
he says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. Relax and unwind tonight with the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as another busy work week flies by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. The Home Depot wants every mom to have their own outdoor oasis this Mother's Day. Whether that be a new space to relax or a beautiful garden upgrade, at The Home Depot, you can give mom a gift that's as unique as she is with a stylish and comfortable place to entertain or relax for the mom who does it all. And with convenient delivery, you won't have to stress over getting it to her either. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers for the mom who's great with gardening? Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to Bring out the most in our patios, walkways, and gardens with the Home Depot's Mother's Day Savings Event happening now. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants indoors and outside. Start your Mother's Day shopping and saving today by checking out the Home Depot's extensive selection online at homedepot.com or directly in-store near you with convenient pickup and delivery options. See homedepot.com delivery for details. The Home Depot, how doers get more done. And we're back. What program do you think we could implement in schools to make STEM more prominent, especially for minorities and women? Yeah, well, there's already a lot of really great programs that do this, like Black Girls Code or Girls Who Code. Um, these Coding with Classy. Coding with Classy, yes. Like all of these are such great programs that focus on bringing more representation to the people who aren't already in these fields. And I think bringing those types of organizations to your schools is such a good way to do that. Exactly. And I think my generation is pretty cool. So I feel like our generation is just going to make such an impact, especially with what's going on in science and space. Um, in your lifetime, what's one thing you hope to see? The the major thing is obviously climate change. And I think clim- fixing this issue of climate change will be incredibly impactful all over the world. The other like technology thing that I think would be really exciting is to bring internet to the world. Because right now only half of the world has access to the internet, which 
What? Always blows my mind. That it blows my mind, right? Only half of the world has access to the internet. The World Wide Web is not actually worldwide. It's a lie. We need to fix that. It's a lie. We need to fix that. So there are companies like SpaceX, actually. SpaceX has a, uh, a project called Starlink, where they're trying to launch thousands of satellites into space, creating the largest satellite constellation that's ever surrounded our planet. And they're doing that to attempt to bring internet to the rest of the world. That's crazy. Right? That would be so, so cool. So in poor countries, they would still be able to have access to healthcare and internet like they would never would have before. Exactly. So places, like you said, if they don't have access to hospitals, they can get remote health care. If they don't have access to good schools, you can bring them education online. People can build businesses and build economies and all of these things that require the internet. Wow. Yeah. I usually don't think about how, I usually think of coding when I think of the internet, but I don't think of science. Right. But then you realize satellites... What would we do without satellites? Oh my gosh, yeah. What would what would we do without the internet? The the internet like democratizes knowledge. Any question that you have today, you can look online and find an answer. Of course, the flip side of that Make sure it's a reliable source. <laughs> exactly. Like the flip side of that is that now there's so much information online that it's kind of hard to sparse like what's real and what's fake. So there are challenges. It comes with challenges. Everything does. Yeah, though. exactly. So with that, I've always been curious because I've heard mixed thoughts from teachers. What are your thoughts on Wikipedia? Oh, I love Wikipedia. I think it's one of the okay. best resources out there. I think that you should always find another citation in addition to Wikipedia. It, you probably shouldn't just cite Wikipedia. But in terms of becoming familiar at a very high level on a topic, I think Wikipedia does an amazing job. But when you're using it in a paper, you should always find a different resource, I think, because anybody can go and change a Wikipedia article and you just want to... That's where it gets dangerous. That's where it gets dangerous. So always find another Mm. citation. But first learning from Wikipedia, that's great. It's easy access to things. Um, And then I know you're also doing these uh, chapter books for people ages 6 to 10. Um, I wish I had these books when I was that age. I feel like they would have been so helpful So what is the most recent one that's come out and are there more to come? Oh my gosh. So thank you. The Ada Lay series is uh, just something near and dear to my heart. So it's about this girl, Ada, who loves science and technology and goes on adventures to solve mysteries with tech and gadgets that she builds herself. A friend said that it was like a nerdy version of Nancy Drew, which I love. I think that's a really... I loved Nancy Me Drew. too. And I just think that's like the cutest analogy. And so one of the recent books that we created, we actually sent to space last year. <laughs> we, wait, you, wait, you sent the character to space or you sent the book to the, space? Like the physical book we put on a rocket and launched it to the International Space Station. <laughs> Did it make the landing? It did, yep. It got there safely. Nothing bad happened. It got there, and it was through this program called the Storytime from Space program. And so this program brings student, uh, like kids' books to the International Space Station, and then astronauts will do a read-aloud while they're floating in space. And you can see, like, the Earth in the background, and it's just the coolest thing. So my book went to space, and an astronaut read it on the space station. Emily, why isn't that your Instagram? I know. That's like one of the coolest things that's ever happened to me. You need to make that your, you need to say, what on the, what is the vomit (laughs) comment? Uh, Book went to space. (laughs) I think you should add that in. That, that, I'll change that right now. (laughs) Please do. (laughs) For this season, I really wanted to make it a priority to make sure that we give back as a community. Okay. And every week I like to highlight a certain nonprofit or charity 
Is there any organization that you work with that you want to highlight? I think that is so wonderful. Uh, this is a great program to do that. So my that I one like organization that I love to support and I'm a mentor for this organization is called the Brooke Owens Fellowship. And the Brooke Owens Fellowship, it's a namesake of this individual, this woman who passed away, who is just an icon in the space industry. And the fellowship itself is helping to promote women and uh, non-binary individuals in the aerospace industry. So it's basically a paid internship and uh, mentorship and just this like community of people to help support them throughout their career and launch their career in the aerospace industry. And so the Brooke Owens Fellowship, that's the one that I am a big fan of. And my last question for you is, you know, you ha- you're very successful at what you do you're great at breaking down uh, very complex topics into simple terms. So when you write more books, have more TV shows, win some Emmys, what would you want your legacy to be and how would you want to be remembered? I hope that when I am old and wrinkly, there are a just a gaggle of women who ended up becoming scientists and engineers and pointed to something that I maybe created and said that was the reason that I first became interested in this. And I think that's going to happen. Thank you so much for coming on my podcast. I am so happy that we got to talk. And I feel like I learned a lot, not just about the world around me, but what I can do to make an impact. So thank you. Thank you for having me. I honestly had such a great time recording this episode because I feel like I learned so much about space. I hope you did too. You guys, what if we all went to space together? That would be awesome. If you haven't already, don't forget to subscribe. I'll say it again. And also follow me on Instagram at it's Sammy J. That's I-T-S-S-A-M-M-Y-J-A-Y-E. As always, thank you guys so much for listening. And I'll see you guys next week. Bye. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God. We've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. 
It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually, in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways that Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthier happens together. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.